you know, written by young people. Um, but they're not just sweet. I think that they really speak to and can uh, really kind of provide some metaphor for what we see as this building uh, movement, as we heard earlier, uh, potentially even calling it a revolution. This is a poem called The Wonders of Nature by second grader Isabel Bamond Bartlett. Bartlett. Uh, of course, she was in second grade when this was published in 2009 uh, from Lafayette Elementary School in San Francisco County. Uh, her teacher, Miss Sandy Berger, and Susan Heron Sibbett was the poet teacher who came in for California Poets in the Schools. So here is The Wonders of Nature. Little seed, little seed, grow up high. Grow up high and touch the sky. A doe who is running by. And I like that one because this is a grassroots movement and it's growing rapidly, especially in all this rain. And I think we've got a, a healthy spring coming. But of course, it's not just about this, you know, celebrating community, uh, but also uh, really uh, staying on top of what this incoming administration uh, is planning to do, deporting people um, who are here in the country um, without proper documentation. Um, but San Francisco is a sanctuary city. City College of San Francisco is a sanctuary school. And uh, we're here to look out for one another. So thank you for listening to Women's Magazine. I'm going to turn over, play a little music, and uh, we'll be back in a few minutes to kick off the Common Thread Collective. And it is J20, folks. And remember, just when your aspirations seem outrageous, like starting a revolution or a new women's movement, that inspiration is contagious. Peace and thank you.
in the way that you hold me There is light in the way I make When I need you the most, you're not scared of it There is light in the 
Welcome to the Common Thread Collective. I'm Global Val here. That was some music from Aliza Hava and her group Eve of Eden. Uh, we're going to be playing some more music from her today. She called in to Women's Magazine just a few minutes ago from Washington, D.C. But I've got a phone on the phone call on the line from none other than Diamond Dave. How are you doing, Diamond Dave? Yeah, we're really doing well. I'm here right in front of the city hall on the Polk Street side and just here by the main doors they got closed off. Is what it died. So three or four days ago, it was just a tarpon. Where people were crouching under it, uh, trying to stay out of the rain. But now it's a tent with four sides, and it looks beautiful. And the people are here, and I think they're going to be uh, here for some time. And hey, brother, what's going on here? Uh, yeah, so we're here at the protest. We're calling this place called Camp 120. And what we're out here doing is uh, we're talking and talking to people around here and holding space uh, because we want to put pressure on uh, specifically the DA, George Gascon, because uh, in his time, in these last couple of years, we've had about 11 murders or more from, from police and nobody, none of these cops have yet to see a day of, in court. And, and all we're asking is for our day in court over here. And why is the group called Camp 120? They're uh, during the uh, hunger strike. Hey, Dave. That's our brother uh, during the hunger strike. And uh, this is, so this is like an extension. How long have you folks been here? Uh, we've been here since Monday night. And this is Friday. Tomorrow is a big, there's a big march coming at 5 o'clock. But tomorrow is the Mother's March. Uh, I mean, the Women's March. And the Mother's and Women's Island March, there's going to be a lot of people, a lot of people to bring to attention that it, it, that it goes on, not only with the new, new, new uh, not only with the killings here in San Francisco, but with the new, uh, new President Trump, and that's all connected. And so you, do you folks plan to stay here for a while? Oh, yeah, we plan on staying here. And, uh, you know... We've been fortunate that we haven't had too much trouble, and we're staying here, and we're planning on exercising our First Amendment right of protest and freedom of speech because uh, that's the that's the point that it's gotten to. I mean, if they don't hear us, uh, then we're going to make sure our voices get heard by bringing this problem straight to their doorstep, and, and that's that's simple and clear. And why why is it called Camp One Twenty? Okay, go ahead, Val. I said, why is it called Camp One Twenty? Well, 120 is, uh, why is it called Camp 120? We're calling it Camp 120 because the reason we thought to do this uh, was because uh, this group called uh, Anti-Police Terror Project based in Oakland, they did a national call of action starting on Martin Luther King Jr. Day for 120 hours of protest nonstop. And, and uh, starting on that day, uh, which was Monday, and ending today, which is the day of uh, Trump's inauguration, and just saying, let's, in this day, that this week, we have two kind of opposites, Dr. King and Trump. And so we said, instead of uh, celebrating this legacy that Trump wants to leave, let's embrace the legacy that King left for us of radicalism and saying, standing up for human rights. 
So that's why we call it Cap 120. And what? But this happens to be January 20th too today, isn't it? It is January 20th. It is J20. Who are you, ta- who are you talking to there, Dave? Together. Who's who's our? Who are you talking to? What's his name? I'm sorry, this is brother. Why don't you identify yourself to whatever way you like to? Uh, my name is uh, Akil. Akil from the city. That's me. Right on, Akil. Okay, Akil, and I'm thinking about Trump coming and all the folks coming here today and tomorrow, studios and putting out the message, making a stand, and joining all the folks who says we'd better get together and love one another. That's right. And actually, thank you very much for listening, and I hope everybody can come out and support and and just hold space with us. That's the most important thing. We're here building community. Uh, and that's what that's what we want. The, the love here is is high, and we want to keep that love going. And uh, the brothers were at the hunger strike, uh, philosophy, and some others. Yeah, crypto is out there, and are here now. Is that right? That's the common thread. So, so Akil, um, how can people? I mean, other than coming down to Civic Center and, and connecting with okay, you well, folks. Let me pass it. She has a question for another question for you. Hello. Hi, this is Val. Thanks for talking to us, Akil. Um, so how can people, um, other than coming down the Civic Center and connecting with you guys in person, uh, how, how can people actually join your movement and uh, and help and, and be a part of it? Uh, well, you know, if you can't come and, and hold space with us, there's a hashtag that we're using on the social media, on Instagram and Facebook. You can find Camp 120. Now, if you post anything about it, you can go and look up that hashtag and see what people are posting, and you can just repost that. Uh, you know, that's this is like uh, important. Even if you can just call it out, just just to let people know that we're here, because maybe if you can't make it, your friends can make it, or just put that thing. And we want this on everybody's feed, on their timeline, on whatever social media. I mean, this is the stuff that we need to be talking about. So put that out on your feed instead of posting what you just ate for dinner. <laughs> right on. Hey, Akil, that's uh, so cool, cool. And I got a circle of people here, brothers and sisters. And I thought I'd pass this along. We're live on Mutiny Radio, the Common Thread Collective. And that's for these four lines. I say now, cast a wide net, that's what we do. We find the common thread. Let life flourish, we say. And don't panic, keep it organic. So I'm pass the phone around if you'd like to say something about why you're here and what it looks like in this age of Trump that's better today, how we can hold it down and keep it going. Fuck police, fuck Trump. <laughs> uh, peace and love is all that matter and unity will get us far. Yeah. Nice. This is the Common Thread Collective. George Gaston is quick to press charges against any San Francisco citizen. But when the citizenry is hurt by SFPD, we wait years for him to make a decision to prosecute. Sean Moore is a disabled man who suffers with bipolar condition and schizophrenia. And he's been charged with multiple felonies for defending himself against SFPD. They need, George Gascon needs to drop the charges against Sean Moore and release him from a, a ridiculous $2 million bail that only hurts middle-income families in San Francisco. Well said, you guys. Anybody else? Anybody else? 
Well, hey, folks. That's for the folks who are around here. People behave. Val, are you there? I am. Okay, so people are gathering. Oh, the sun is coming out. And it's at 5 o'clock. I'll have an hour. Maybe I'll hang out then. And talk, and talk to the people as they come in and where they're here. Right on, Dave. So you're gonna are you going to stay down there at Civic Center then? Well, I'm not, I, I think I should. Then I'll try to work this out with a phone or another phone. That's... All right. Or you could call me. Why don't you call me in a half an hour? How's that? Uh, well, I'm kind of running a radio show here, but I will give it. I will try to to do that. <laughs> well, I just had probably a time. Of course, we're running a radio show, and we're doing that. <laughs> we're 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 plowing new ground. We are, plowing Dave. I will. Ground. I will. I will attempt to call you in about half an hour. That'd All right. Perfect. I will call you because apparently your phone's not working to call gathered, in. And I want to say for the first time, I can say on the. And they could say and put it with our free speech rights. That Trump, that Trump, saying Trump is a pile of poop. <laughs> right on, Diamond Dave. Well, you know, the um, Akil was talking about the anti-police terror project from Oakland, and uh, there was a, a woman who was speaking there at California and Kearney Streets, Cat Brooks, uh, from that group. And uh, I'm going to play. I, I took a video of her talking on the back of the uh, Union 16 truck that was that was set up there with the microphones. And so I'm going to play uh, her. Uh, Kat Brooks and her message from the Anti-Police Terror Project. Uh, here we go. Perfect. Things are falling into place so naturally. Getting middle and end of this conversation, Donald Trump. <laughs> We're getting middle and end of this conversation, white supremacy. <laughs> and we will put our bodies on the line every single day to protect our most marginalized people. <laughs> Registry for our Muslim brothers and sisters. You're not deporting 11 million of our, of our immigrant brothers and sisters. And we dare you to build one brick in our wall because we'll tear that bitch down. And that is what it is going to take. I don't know how many of you are in an organization, and those of you who have heard me speak might be tired of me saying this. Protesting is not enough, it's important. It's important that they see us in the numbers. It's important that they know that we're going to be out here. It's important that they know that we will lock ourselves down to Caltrain lines. Shut down freeways. Lock interest to bridges. Stop you from getting in and out of your corporate-ass workplaces. But we have to do more than that. We have to snap ourselves out of the mentality that the only way we survive is within the confines of this system trapped on what this thing that the rats get on, right? Those wheels, like this. We're going, we're going, we're going. Get off the goddamn wheel and build something else. Our own schools, our own food, our own medical teams, our own ways of doing community security. Don't call the police no damn more. Stop it! Don't engage with the system no more.
And that was just a couple hours ago back at uh, the 555 California Plaza um, where I ran into Diamond Dave, of course. So he's still downtown, but you are listening to a live show here. It's J25th anniversary of the big uh, Occupy occupation of downtown uh, financial districts across the country. Of course, Occupy started in September of 2011, but the big action that came through was J20, January 20th, folks. So it's five years ago today, um, auspiciously the day of Donald Trump's inauguration. And uh, we see a a huge uh, resurgence of citizens getting together and standing up and saying, uh, we believe in community, we believe in diversity, we believe in peace, and we don't believe in all that bullshit that Donald Trump has been spewing over the past few months and what many of his supporters still... uh, want to say is useful in our society. You're listening to the Common Thread Collective here on mutinyradio.fm, San Francisco. I'm Global Val, and of course, Diamond Dave will be giving him a call back in a little bit. Um, but one of the groups that was running the, the rally out there today is called Bay Resistance. So if you want to find more information about that, um, bayresistance.org, or you can text uh, the word resist to 41411. Again, texting RESIST to 41411 uh, to get action alerts. Um, so bayresistance.org, um, the, I have their, their card here. It says, we are immigrant, Muslim, black, women, queer, workers, and more. All of us pledge to love and defend each other, our communities, and our earth. So join the network at bayresistance.org. Um, and also, um, when Elisa Hava called in earlier, she was talking about the 100 days of resistance uh, fueled by love and the spirit of unity and diversity. Uh, if you want to get more information and alerts and information coming from, from the 100 days of resistance, uh, you can text 100 days to the number 69866. That's 100 days, text it to 69866. So it seems like everybody's getting together, and uh, I'm really happy to, to, to know that because uh, we certainly need uh, one another here. And uh, I see that uh, our brother Bloodflower is hanging out patiently uh, at the piano, and I know he's got a microphone out there. So, uh, Bloodflower, yeah. would, do, would you mind doing, doing some of your musical magic? And I know we're all going to enjoy it. Wouldn't mind at all.
Thank you, Bloodflower. Thank you. Always nice to have some live music uh, start off the day. And, and the piano, of course. I mean, I think the piano, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a rocker myself. I, I you know, of course, I, lo- I love a, a mean guitar. But um, I think the piano is really my favorite instrument because it's, it's uh, harmony and percussion all rolled into one. Oh, you could just pull pull that chair out there. How are you? Oh, I'm okay. I feel really charged up today. It's a charged up day. Yeah, how how's the how's the city treating you today, Bloodflower? It's fine. I was um reminiscing about um 12009. 
What happened then? That was the um, inauguration of uh, Barack Obama, his first um, uh, administration. And um, all along the Miracle Mile in San Francisco, all the shopkeepers and uh, merchants, um, they brought whatever kind of television they had. I had a television going on inside their establishments and on the streets. Um, everywhere you went up and down the Miracle Mile, there was a television going, and it was, you know, everybody was watching. You know, everybody was watching Obama being sworn in. Not like that today. Yeah. Uh, um, a severe lack of enthusiasm, um, aside from the obvious uh, reaction to what's going on. Um, Obama had, what, 80% approval rating going in. What does Trump have? 32. <laughs> That's uh, it's quite a difference. Yeah, but big difference in the whole feeling of it as well. Well, it, the way I look at it is the permissive dad is leaving home <laughs> and being replaced by the stern, older, less permissive person. Hmm. I'm being kind. You are being I'm kind. Being You're being very generous. <laughs> you know, but I am on air, so I want to be somewhat respectful. But that's the way I, you know, it's kind of like where we had, a, for some reason, we're being perceived as we got away with an awful lot. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? We, we, um, we moved a radical agenda way forward. And now this is the you know, what they call it white lash. It's a reaction to that. Huh. Yeah. Well, um, let let's continue this conversation. I want to I want to bring in uh, Roman on t- into the conversation. Roman Reimer, host of the Weekly Review here at Mutiny Radio on Fridays from twelve to two. Roman is on the line hey. to join this conversation. Stick around, Bloodflower. Hey, Bloodflower. Hey, Val. Hey, Roman. Hey, thanks for giving us a call in. What's going on in Washington, D.C.? Well, right now it's a little bit quiet where I'm at anyway, but the last few days, and actually the previous week, there have been a lot of actions and protests leading up to the inauguration that we all hoped would not happen. Uh, Today, some folks took to the freeway and blocked it off for about three exits. Uh, The previous day, um, a lot of us just kind of marched around yelling and screaming. That makes it sound like it's not that cool, but it was great. A lot of folks are really on board. We went into Union Station Mall. Um, some folks had you know, uh, pounding on, not drums, but like a bucket as a drum, and we had chants going, and a lot of folks who were there joined in. People were very happy to be able to voice their frustration and discontempt for the incoming administration. And so how is the, what's the mood like? Because, I mean, I've been watching some, some live streams, some videos. I know there's kind of different types of events going on. I saw like a big like glitter party that was uh, yes. like a queer glitter party for, for Mike yes. Pence. So, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, there's been a lot of different um, actions happening. So the one you're referring to is there was a queer dance party outside Mike Pence's house in Chevy Chase, Connecticut. Um, Chevy Chase, uh, Maryland. Right. Were you? And so, yeah. Were you there for that, or um... I would have loved to have been there for that. But a different. Um, some of us were taking to the streets, and we marched from McPherson Square up to the Capitol as far as we could get. And then the uh, some of the police officers, of course, were not happy with that and decided to block off the street after a certain point. 
And so we went as far as we could go at that time. And then we, you know, had some speakers and had a little rally. It was not that really, that really that little because we had a lot of folks kind of, more and more folks kind of joining us, which was great. And then yesterday we actually um, went through some barricades and through a line of officers and to, to the Trump Hotel and protest outside of his hotel, which was uh, good. And then later on there was like the Deplore Ball, which is a kind of alt-right neo-Nazi ball. And so a lot of us came outside there to protest there as well. And there were some skirmishes afterwards. And previously that night, you know, some folks got hit with some extra gas. Wow. So, yeah. So, of course, the the obstructions have been the police, as per usual, and then there have been a lot of folks in town who are Trump supporters, and some have been pretty pretty nasty, I would say, in their treatment of other folks who are around. And where were you this morning? Um, because I know that, I, I, from what I understand, that it was only the Answer Coalition who had uh, an, a permit to be there on the actual parade route. Where were you this morning, uh, yeah. circa inauguration time? And what was the um, what was the mood and, and what was happening? Me personally, I was having a, an anxiety attack. Oh uh, no! So I, uh, due to everything that happened the last couple of nights, I got a late start on the on the morning, which I am embarrassed to say. So I kind of was trying to join up with some folks later on. So at that time, I was moving through the crowd, some of whom were wearing red hats. And there are a lot of other folks who were protesting with their own different signs of resistance. Um, meanwhile, a lot of different organizations like the, the J20 Disrupt had tried to, did, I shouldn't say try, they did um, organize different coalitions to block off different uh, openings to the inauguration, so different checkpoints. So they were just dealing with like different uh, factions. So there's like climate justice, there's Black Lives Matter, there's LGBTQ justice, women's rights. So a lot of different organizations uh, and groups uh, found different checkpoints to block off best they could. Yeah, I was watching this morning on Democracy Now! There was Black Lives Matter had shut down one of the checkpoints by chaining themselves together and to the barricades there. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, there've been a lot of a lot of groups, and there's been a lot of coming together, which is really, it feels really nice. That's one thing. I mean, there's you, you know, one sees the folks who can look like you know people initially in the in the red hats and a lot of and a lot of Trump paraphernalia, and then you see the folks who are outwardly resisting that, and it feels really great to see to see those folks who are out there um, openly showing their resistance in ver- variety of ways. So what's your plan for tomorrow for the Women's um, March, um, which, of course, includes everybody? Um, well, there's some folks here with uh, Refuse Fascism, and folks can go to refusefascism.org. And so, I mean, there's a lot of different organizations marching within the Women's March. And so some of the folks that I've been spending time with were um, been very much just wanting on board with the idea that Trump and Pence are fascists and we need to shut them down and we cannot allow this to become normalized. Their behavior, we've already been told that like, for the White House webpage, they've already um, taken off the pages that are due to talk about civil rights and LGBTQ issues. They've already seen what's happened in this brief amount of time that they've come into power. So a lot of us want to kind of go out into the crowds and also really, while people are there, while people are vocal and angry, to uh, to try to work with folks to kind of focus their anger 
and uh, find ways to also just to get more and more people on board. And to really, we're trying to get a lot of people just to stay out in D.C. and to stay in the streets and to shut down business as usual and to have that happen everywhere. Wow. So what are some of the ideas that people are throwing around? Because I, I know that we're, every, people are kind of looking at this as a just kind of a stepping off point for a real resurgence of, of civic participation, like you said, shutting down business as usual. Um, what are some of the ideas that people are throwing around to, to keep this up? Um, I mean, I guess the idea is for folks who are able to, um, to take off work or to um, not not go about their, their daily lives, and that could look like any number of things. And really just to have people, the people who are able to be embodied in the streets and to, to stay in D.C. and to, apply, to keep on applying pressure. Like, for instance, we've been going around, we were chanting on the subway, like a whole group of us, mm-hmm. uh, no Trump, no KKK, no fascist USA, things like that, to nice. continue on with the idea that we're not, we're not accepting this, we're not letting this go. And I think this will evolve into a whole different number of ways, whether it's more people blocking the freeways or... Um, shutting down businesses or going through malls and really not allowing things to continue on because and, and there's that fear that if, you know, little by little things will, be, will become normalized and people will begin to accept uh, this regime as they are, and that's extremely dangerous. Yeah, and I think that also a big um, pressure point that needs to be um, held is with the Congress itself, because we see that this Republican-dominated Congress seems to be very willing to just accept anything that the Trump administration or whatever we call them uh, is putting forward. I mean, they've uh, they're they're about to go into um, voting to confirm or not confirm, but probably confirm most of the people that he's put forward to to fill these cabinet positions. And I know that it, it makes me think of. Uh, back in April with Democracy Spring, where people marched yeah. from Philadelphia to the Capitol and were protesting for uh, a week or more outside the Capitol building, of course, getting arrested. There's that famous picture of the, the woman dressed like Lady Liberty, and she's standing there in handcuffs for exercising her First Amendment right uh, yeah. to peaceably assemble. But if you it, watching and listening to uh, the Young Turks, um, as, as a takeaway from Democracy Spring, there were uh, a number of bills that that were then introduced after Democracy Spring that were addressing some of the demands, uh, you know, kind of getting, which were getting, trying to get money out of campaigns, um, trying to repeal corporate personhood in the, in the Citizens United uh, decision of the Supreme Court and various things. So, you know, the Congress is really holding the strings, um, I, I think. So, uh, you know, working to, to put pressure on the system that, that that's in place right now and uh, hopefully moving moving forward to uh, kind of cleaning house a little bit yes oh yeah the whole house pretty much it's a lot a, of it needs uh, to be oh, cleaned sorry. that's for sure yeah bloodflower what's up what i fear is a rubber stamp president yeah that's my that's my fear um even more than the uh, supreme court nominations i think um just having corporations know there's someone where they can uh, legislate even outside of Congress, right? And have that rubber stamped and sent through without even Congress approval. I, you know, that's what I, that's what bothers me. Um, no, no give and take, no debate. Right. About anything, you know, just this is how it's going to be. And they put it on the president's desk and, you know. Right. Cause obviously he 
doesn't seem to have the uh, capacity to actually make important decisions um, or even articulate them um, or understand things in a, in a holistic way. So I, I'm yeah. with you, Blethar. I agree. You know, I think that the Republicans who initially resisted him uh, had to come over to his side because he was obviously going to receive the nomination. And now they're like, well, all right, he can be our puppet. If he wants yep. to be, if he wants to be that ego, um, ego blown leader um, who says he's doing things, then we'll do all the work, and he can, like he said, rubber stamp it right. and get through all of our bizarre agendas. It's like the yeah. host, you know, wants. It's inviting the infection. You know, we're supposed to have like an immune system to fight off that. You know, but it's almost like Donald Trump is the infection, and the, it's, he's they're like, oh well, please come in and. You know, spread that. Mm. Like uh, um, Roman was saying, how if we make hatred and intolerance and um, any lack of debate going into any kind of topics, that's not going to help us in any way, shape, or form. And it's going to sort of, well, I hate to call it normalize, you know, because I don't really know what normal is, but it'd be, the, you know, accepting things that we wouldn't normally accept as Americans as part of this ongoing administration. Mm -hmm. you know, I hear Roman on that. Yeah. Well, Roman, um, if you want to give us a call back, if there's other folks who want to call in, um, okay. feel free, or if there are any other things you want to talk about now. But uh, are you going to be calling in tomorrow evening for the anti-inaugural Poets Ball? Oh, I might be on a plane at that time. Well, okay. I, uh, let's see. Uh, I might be, I think I might be in the air at that time. Um, if I am able to call in, then I will most likely love, to, I would most likely love to call in. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, if you meet yeah. any other poets along the way and they're like, I just want to say something, you can let them Absolutely. know and uh, the details of that. So um, just to remind folks, we are, I am hosting the anti-inaugural Poets Ball tomorrow, January 21st from 8 to 10 p.m. here at Mutiny Radio, 21st in Florida, 2781 21st Street in San Francisco. Roman Reimer, you do such great work here um, on staying on top of uh, – what's going on um so thank you for all your work here at mutiny with the weekly review and thank you for being in washington dc i'm glad you're there and uh that we can connect like this yeah thank you val thanks for all the work you do absolutely more power to you stay well all right you too all right yeah. peace bye-bye from the streets of washington dc this is a big day it's a big day. It's a scary day. It's a um, um, uh, it's it's a um, a day of what they call the peaceful transition of power. And I, like, it's going to be a lot. It's the thing is, it's going to be hard to accept. And then there's going to beg the question: Why are we accepting it? Mm -hmm. You know, people in the media, too, the media plays a lot of like, um, well, you know, it's not as bad as this. And it's, uh, the, the, it, it's almost like they're greasing the skids, the media, for what's to come, you know. Um, I don't understand how if people are angry at the system and they want to change the system, why they would put a person like Donald Trump in the driver's seat because 
he's not filling the swamp, or I mean draining the swamp. He's making an alternative swamp. <laughs> yeah. Right? And there's <laughs> no debate in this alternative swamp, and there's no vision in this alternative swamp, just swampiness and war and endless misery for the poor and the elderly, the disabled. And we see it every day, not just in San Francisco, but around the world. There's a um, there's this creeping right-wing nationalist uh, feeling that's going on, and it's it's disturbing. It's very disturbing. Absolutely, and if you look at some of the people he's nominated for the cabinet, I mean Rex Tillerson, the president of Exxon Mobil. Mm. I mean, okay, so you, so just step one, you're, you, 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 the reaction has to be. The president of ExxonMobil, you know, this as the head of the State Department. Swampy um, as it gets. It's as swampy as it gets. I mean, but then and then, but then you, if you look at, at, at not just the fact that it's you know the oil and gas industry um, that you know is raping the earth in so many ways, but then their 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 presence in um, the ExxonMobil has a case against it right now um, for its actions and presence in Indonesia um, in aiding and assisting uh, the the military there and the and the and and these huge atro- atrocities that that happened um, over the years in Indonesia where Exxon Mobil was you know providing the 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 bulldozers to help dig mass graves for mm. uh, the for the brutal the brutal um, the murders ca- carried out by the brutal military um, and uh, you know and they ne- and they didn't leave um, so ex and Rex Tillerson is named in that in that um, lawsuit so you see you know just the I mean utmost ugliness like that and you see that Betsy DeVos who's been nominated for the for the secretary of education a woman who has never gone to public school never taken out a student loan or a grant neither have her children she uh, their family owns um, a a business that actually profits from uh, student loans Um, their Mm. government contractor um, with so that they actually um, uh, profit from people paying off their student loans and um but the the scary thing is you know i kind of expected trump to not pick qualified people but the scary thing is that her brother is eric prince who is the founder of blackwater lovely right lovely and and eric prince and his mother elsa became two of the largest supporters of the trump pack that was formed called make america number one um and uh so he's got the ear of, of Donald Trump. And, and, of course, Blackwater is that private mercenary firm uh, who has stoked so much violence um, in, uh, you know, even going into when we, there was the invasion of Iraq. Under a different name now, too. They had to change their name, I believe. They did. They, they rebranded. So yeah. Yeah. So um, these are these are the folks who have the pr- new president's ear. I don't even know if he realizes that. I, don't, I, 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 you know, I can't aim to read his mind. But I'll tell you what. Let's play a little music, and then we'll regroup. And I see our new, we've got a new friend here. Taylor's here. Jennifer Barone is here. Holy Yay. moly. Wow. Uh, that's exciting. Um, wow. That's exciting. And Richard Sandoval came yeah. in. 
Vulcan. Yes. And I, I just saw the Vulcan Vulcan. Oh my goodness. This is a great day um, right. to be here at Mutiny Radio. Here's a song that uh, we like to play from time to time for its educational purposes, of course, as social commentary. Um, Steve Earle, The yes. Revolution Starts Now.
right. You're listening to the Common Thread Collective here at MutinyRadio.fm here in San Francisco. I'm Global Val. We're actually having a good laugh here in the studio. Thank goodness. Um, with uh, with uh, the Bulk and Vulcan sitting over here uh, on the sidelines. But we're really um, laughing with... Uh, Poet and host of the Word Party, hostess of the Word Party, Jennifer Barone. Welcome, Jennifer. And also Taylor, who has joined us, um, who we met at the last Word Party. Welcome, welcome. So I'm glad we can uh, have have a little fun here today. We were just talking about hand signals uh, and, uh, you know, Trump talking and and how he always does the like you know what what in america we consider to be okay right the okay sign um but in uh in other countries it's something different it means asshole (laughs) (laughs) giant asshole (laughs) better watch out what he does with his hands (laughs) yeah his little groping hands uh Oh my goodness! Well, I'm so glad that you, you're both down here today. Uh, Jennifer, you've been here before. Taylor is your first time down here at the show. Um, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit, Taylor? Because uh, you're you're new to town. But what's uh, what's your story? So I'm recently relocated out here from New York City. I'm a poet and freelance writer, and I also work in publishing, and right now I'm just getting to know San Francisco and checking out all the areas. Right on. And Taylor totally rocked the mic at the word party. It was awesome to have her there. I agree. Poem. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Word party is always a lot of fun. Um, so now is it is it going to be a set day that it's... Um... Yeah, now we're landing on third Tuesday of every month. Cool. Yes. And Piano Fight is a, is a great spot. Yes, and the owners are really into literature and events as well as other things. So a great group of people who run it. Very supportive. Nice. So um, did you, I guess, did you bring some poems out down here today? I did. I have a, the poem that I read at the Word Party, actually, which I wrote for the Word Party. But I feel like I need to, in my soul, read it today. All right. Do if it, Jennifer Barone. Take it away. Take us away. (laughs) I inaugurate myself. I inaugurate myself into the great light of true knowledge, into the mysterious void of empathy and decency, into the vacuum that catapults me light years beyond this mess that will stagger itself out until it evolves. I shall instead stagger myself into the never dissipating ecstasy, for there is only despair behind, ahead, below, above, all around us, through misguided missions and categorizations. I shall inaugurate myself into that same ecstatic tendency of love that began me, that birthed the world itself, to the essence that is the only real solution. I shall strip myself of party, strip myself of terminology, strip myself of flag and country and passport, Deny any label other than human. Inaugurate myself into the realm of humanity without borders. Speak the language of trees. Speak the language of the ocean. Belong to the great belonging without walls. To the great country without flag. To the great freedom no one can protect. That no one can claim. That no one can hand me. That no one can take from me. 
And that always and already exists within me before and after inaugurations, that neither life nor death can birth nor expel, that even my blood continues flowing in without disruption. The initial creative spark that propels my heart's rhythm, the nameless, shapeless form of life without end that no religion, no organized group can lay claim to. I inaugurate myself into the seat of my own power, into the responsibility of my own happiness, into the display of my own strength, into the cause of all causes that inaugurate all humans into humanhood. I shall be the deaf bird that flies higher than others said she could because she refuses to hear their ever-repetitive, reverberating lies and limitations that will never become truth. I shall be the wandering fool whose foolishness reveals the highest knowledge. I shall be the lover who dared to love what is unlovable, the poet who says what is unsayable. I shall be the light within the darkness, the peace inside the war, the quiet eye of the storm, the fire inside the hurricane lamp, unshaken, unmoved, unaffected by the inaugurations of a weak hatred. I shall be fueled by the one true flame of spirit that no money can buy, that no suit of armor or golden throne can lay claim to, that no bank account or stock or bond can secure, that no country can promise me, that no company can ask me to buy the strength and the powerful truth of my interminable love. Well, Jennifer Brown. <laughs> yeah. I inaugurate myself. <laughs> you inaugurate yourself. That's right. Oh my gosh. And I hope everyone who's against this presidency inaugurates themselves, hopefully, um, to take their despair, to take their pain, to take their sorrow, their grief and to turn it into a voice for everyone, especially the people and the places and the things like the planet, the environment, the disabled, the people who can't speak for themselves, the people who can't come out and have a voice, to speak up for everyone, including themselves, you know? Um, but to take that pain and sorrow that we're all feeling and really come out with a voice for the next four years, if not, <laughs> hopefully sooner this will be over, but, you know, we're looking at four years of this, so it's going to be a long, hard, sad, torturous time, but we have to come together. Yeah, and, um, yeah, the, and then so many groups getting together saying, you know, inaugurate the resistance, right? And I see that as our opportunity to put forward our own agenda, our own platform um, as citizens, as people, as women, as, uh, you know, any, anybody, as individuals um, to say what we know to be true and what we know to be right and just and uh, coming from a place of love and understanding um, because that's what's going to have to stand up against all of this ugliness that we've seen come come up to the s surface with uh, Trump. Yeah. Right on, Jennifer. So you're going to be down at the Women's March tomorrow. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm excited. I think it's a chance, although there's a lot of, um, you know, discussions about the purpose of the march and the various, you know, groups. It doesn't matter, I think. I think what matters is if you are feeling uh, angry, you are feeling frustrated, 
that you come out and be with other people who are angry and frustrated. <laughs> be with other people who are upset. Um, because I think that, you know, it's difficult when you're hiding behind your little screen and your Facebook and all these things. You have to come out and physically put your body with other people. And I think it will be an uplifting experience, you know, in that sense, because we will realize that there, we're not alone in the way that we feel. We're not alone um, in the way that we think and that we are the majority. I mean, he, did, he is not, and I keep trying to tell people this who feel discouraged, that he does not have a mandate. He is not the majority. And we have to remember that by the numbers. Um, and how many people didn't come out and vote for that matter, who knows what they're thinking, but statistically he does not have a mandate, he is not the majority, and we need to remember that, that people have the power, that we have the power, that the numbers have the power, and we're not alone. Word. Yeah. <laughs> and Taylor, you're sitting there kind of nodding uh, here and there. What's your take on this? How do you feel about all this um, being someone who was living in New York for the past few years and just coming out here um, in this really interesting time in history. Where, where's your head at with all this? So I find myself often at an unnecessarily uncomfortable crossroads of being black, female, and Christian because it, it causes some unnecessary issues because I think that offense has been caused on both sides. And after, four, after eight years of opposition and obstructionism, this result wasn't exactly surprising to me or many other members of the black community, simply because we want so badly to believe that we're a post-racial society. And we should, by 2017, be actually operating as such. But the truth is that we're not. In the past eight years showed that and so what we're seeing now is the manifestation of fear and anger and confusion that manifested in this election but i do think that no one is above reform and so i'm not going to write him off immediately because stranger things have happened throughout history but i will say that collectively we need to come together both the church and those who they're at odds with because if we don't hear each other regardless of who's in power, nothing effective to benefit society as a whole is ever going to get done. Yeah, I agree. Um, like you were talking about this past eight years of obstructionism, you know, that with the those Republican controlled Congresses, not initially, right when he was uh, right when Obama uh, won, it was a democratically controlled Congress and, and, and quickly became a Republican controlled Congress who just flat out stated like, we're not going to work with him. We're not going to support what he supports um, just on a matter of, you know, we could say black and white, whatever it is, principle. Um, and we've seen that um, the Congress has wasted oh, so many hours putting forward care, take away women's uh, rights and access to health care, um, just, just attacking people as opposed to writing, you know, positive um, legislation to try to help citizens. Because uh, from what I understand, a government is supposed to, <laughs> if you're going to subscribe to a government at all, is supposed to be there to help protect the citizens and individual rights and things like that. But obviously, we haven't seen that uh, really happening. We've just seen, um, you know, special interests um, get pushed forward in an agenda, uh, you know, to keep uh, to let these um, Congress people keep their keep their jobs, um, which, 
by the way, uh, gives them health care for life, um, not like the rest of Americans who have to struggle to pay for it or, or wonder how they're going to see an, a doctor. Um, so I, I, I appreciate what you're saying in that we, democracy is supposed to be about debate, about compromise, um, not compromising your ideals. Like I remember, um, oh, my mom used to call him the, 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 uh, the weeper of the house. What's his name? John Boehner. <laughs> he always cried. <laughs> mom called him the we weeper of the house. He was always crying, um, <laughs> which is kind of odd. Uh, but I, re I, re <laughs> I remember him when he became the the, the leader of the house uh, initially, you know, they were interviewing him and they said, well, what do you think about compromise? He's like, I'm never going to compromise. And so, I mean, you can look at the word compromise from, from that type of perspective of like, I'm never going to, you know, allow others to take my values away from me. But if you do that, then you're not really working within the system of government that's supposed to be one of debate and, and uh, listening to one another. And compromise is give and take. And so we need more give and take um, because I think we're going to find, uh, especially going forward in this kind of <laughs> radical shift, uh, that um, we're going to come together more often than um, perhaps we've been led to believe. Yeah, I think in the past two administrations also, what's happened is they've passed things by, you know, executive orders. There hasn't been any kind of uh, compromising or, you know, what I would say or define as being compromising as you're talking about is democracy. It's basically the practice of democracy, meaning that we're not really living under a democratic society if people are going around giving executive orders with no input <laughs> into these various laws that just get taken out by the next president. But Bush administration basically worked behind the scenes also doing this, um, you know, running around with Cheney, you know, writing executive orders and there's no public conversation. So what we need is more transparency, um, but real transparency into what's happening. And I think, you know, with technology that's happening more and more, we're able to see the actual debates um, in Congress, which is good, um, good for the people. But, I mean, to me, when you say compromise, that is basically what a democracy is. That's the basic form and function of it, is that we can't uh, go around pushing just our own pure agenda without input from all sides. I mean, that's, that's to me, is the definition of our government. Right on. And, and the thing is, collectively, we have to start thinking outside of our culture, our gender, our socioeconomics, our religious affiliations, because there's certain principles as human beings that we all need to be able to come together on in order to function effectively. Otherwise, the whole system will eventually break down. Which I think some people are hoping for, but... Uh. Yeah, I mean, I had a lot of interesting <laughs> conversations about the election of Trump. There is definitely, even the very far left, or people on the far left are very much like, well, if Trump gets elected, then, you know, everything will fall apart, and maybe that's a good thing. But <laughs> there's some sort of nihilism to that that I don't necessarily personally uh, understand, but... 
Yeah. And the whole, I was talking earlier about like the whole drain the swamp thing. It's like, it'd be one thing if you actually drained the swamp or like the swimming pool, right? If you emptied the pool, you cleaned it, you filled it with fresh water. That would be one thing. But it seems like instead of that, with all of this cabinet picks, he's just like pouring like poison into it. And just like, all right, we're just going to take it out by putting people in power who have no respect for these offices that they're supposed to uh, take on, which have very, very serious responsibilities. Um, so who knows what's going to happen. It seems as if every person that he has uh, been appointing in his cabinet to a major government office is anti that office. Yeah. Like the head of the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, is anti-environment. He's one of the worst, most hated, like anti-environment people. The woman who is in tr- wanted to put in charge of dishing out Pell Grants to Personally, I can attest to that I would not have been able to go to college without the Pell Grant. Same here. Um, and many people who come, you know, from poor households would never be able to attend uh, private colleges without it. Um, so we're putting in a woman who just recently said to everyone's face that she's never had a Pell Grant. Her parents basically paid for her to go to college. She doesn't know anyone who's ever gotten a Pell Grant. Is doesn't know anyone who's gotten government. How is this person going to be in charge of like a trillion dollar budget uh, to dish out? you know, grants. I mean, it, everyone he is po- appointing is anti that organization. And it's, it's scary, especially um, for people who need these services, which most people do. Yeah, most normal people do. But everyone who's who is in his administration has no idea, no concept, no experience with the average person's experience and their problems or their life. It's just a travesty. Mm-hmm. So, Taylor, you've got your book open there. Do you want to read a poem to us? Sure. Uh, This is called Fight the Powers, Not the People. Terrorism, racism, sexism, ageism, xenophobia, bigotry. So many things and so many more that must be struck down. Fight the powers, not the people. It may seem that the people are the problem, but not so. It's the powers behind the people. Destroy the powers, but leave the people unharmed. Love them into peace. Help them into hope. Demonstrate compassion. We deal with rulers in high places, demons who have names. They influence like puppet masters trying to exert their will on humanity. They don't win. Help our brothers and sisters see light. They can't if our actions are as dark as theirs. Love them back to life. Fight the powers, not the people. Cut their puppet strings. Defeating the powers is where, where real change begins. Fight the right war. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, and we can't let this, um, the twisted rhetoric of the Trump administration, um, you know, make us think that they're actually fighting. They may be fighting the powers, but they're not fighting for the people. A, a sage reminder. Mm-hmm. So Taylor, do you want do you go just go by Taylor? Do you want to say your identify yourself in uh, any other way that you want to? Uh, no, I just go by Taylor. Right on, like share. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, that's that's the <laughs> that's the beauty of being here at Mutiny Radio. Uh, we are a free speech station. Um, anything kind of goes, and um, you know what? One of the things that 
Jen, in, in your, in Jennifer, in your poem, you talked about rising above uh, weak hatred. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I want to read a poem that I, I read it the other night at Word Party, but um, I feel like contextually uh, it, uh, there's a little more to it. So recently, the full moon was the wolf moon. And I was like, I wonder what the wolf moon is. So, you know, I go look it up and, and it was it being that it was a January full moon. Um, it's based on the fact that the, you know, wolves would be howling outside the village because they were hungry. So I'm like, Oh no, the wolves are at the gate. You know, uh, it's kind of this scary imagery. Um, and you know, of course with the inauguration coming up, I was like, Oh man, this is, this is, this is some bad news. But then, um, it made me think, you know, like, okay, so we see all this ugliness, you know, all of this uh, outrageous behavior, this white backlash that's been, you know, tossed around, um, you know, when, when, when the wolves are hungry, they're coming from a place of, of fear. And even though they're making all this, like, you know, scary sounds, and people are reacting to that um, and worried about that, Um, Well, let me just read the poem. Wolf Moon. Hungry wolves howling at the village edge can send the chills of winter streaking through your bones. How close they seem and needy, scared and expending energy, fierce and desperate, calling from a dark night of bright snow. Their silhouettes drooling from the steaming mouths of your imagination where you may huddle until morning when the dawn reveals a meager cache of hollow bony dogs. So I'm, I'm trying to, I'm just uh, picturing the Trump uh, folks, not necessarily as a bunch of scary wolves, but as a bunch of hollow bony dogs who really don't have much to stand on. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm so glad you both came down today. Um, and of course, I want to remind everybody and, well, of course, invite, extend the invitation to you too, if you can. Uh, tomorrow night here, special event at Mutiny Radio from 8 to 10 p.m. I'll be hosting the Anti-Inaugural Poets Ball. Yeah. So feel free to come back, read those poems or other poems. Um, We're doing it kind of open mic style. Some people have told me that they'll definitely be here. Um, Other folks, of course, will be welcoming as they come in. Um, I think I'm going to be hosting probably from inside the booth, but we'll see. I I might have uh, some other folks uh, on hand from the station to help. Um, Either way, um, come prepared with a couple pieces and and, uh, music is welcome as as well. So uh, we'll see what happens and uh, we'll say our piece. Because uh, like you're saying, Jennifer, poets got to come out and everybody's got to find their voice and uh, inaugurate yourself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right on. All right. You're listening to the Common Thread Collective on mutinyradio.fm here in San Francisco. I'm going to play a little more music from... Um, a lovely musician, Elisa Hava, who I met last week at the 50th anniversary of the Human Being, um, which is kicking off uh, the Summer of Love 50th anniversary. Uh, She called into Women's Magazine earlier. She's heading into D.C. right now, going to the Meditation Museum um, to try to 
let uh, let the especially the women who are getting ready for the women's march tomorrow um, kind of get into a, a good space and uh, good vibrations and all that. Yeah, I teach yoga at the Embarcadero Y. If anybody uh, needs some healing energy before the march, I teach from 10 a.m. to 11:10 for members of the Y. Or if you come to uh, you know do a day pass, but that'll be Embarcadero Y tomorrow morning. I teach. Right on, and that's <laughs> down on. Uh, Right across from the ferry building. Okay. Spruce Street? No. Spear? Spear? Yeah, Stewart. (laughs) It's Stewart Street. (laughs) I used to work right there, and I couldn't for the life of me remember what the street was. I'm like, is it Beale? No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Cool. So I'm going to play a little more music, and then uh, everybody hang out. We're still cruising along. We've got lots of time left on the show. I'm going to call Diamond Dave and see what he's up to down at Civic Center, uh, see if he's got more folks to check in with. Uh, let's, I don't know, I'm going to choose a track just by name. Uh, this track is called The Gift by Elisa Hava, um, and you can find her music at eveofedenmusic.com. Every step of the road 
listening to the Common Thread Collective here, Mutiny Radio FM, San Francisco. I'm Global Val. We were just talking with a couple of poetesses, uh, Taylor, who just moved out here from New York, and Jennifer Barone, the host of the Word Party Poetry and Jazz, second, uh, third Tuesdays here in San Francisco at a cool spot in the Tenderloin called Piano Fight. And lo and behold, lo and behold. who should walk in the door but our, our grand host of the Common Thread Collective, Diamond Dave Whitaker. Welcome back, Dave. I've been, I've been here and there and everywhere uh, since 9 in the morning. I've joined a great group with San Francisco Rising. Many to the contingents saying, here we be, here we be. You know, I said about Trump, he's a pile of poop. <laughs> Using my feet, a pile of poop. And, but the people are rising up in many different ways. In New York as well, I'm sure. Uh, I'm just meeting this sister who came out of Harlem and has now come to join us in San Francisco. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Well, uh, good to see you. Tell me, what's your name? Taylor. Taylor. Well, hey, Taylor. Uh, Good to see you. Uh, welcome to the Common Thread Collective. That comes to these four lines we have. We cast a wide net. We find the common thread. We let the life flourish. And we say, don't panic, just keep it organic. And so I've come down. I was there, and it was really beautiful. It was really high. And I saw you there, uh, Val. We connected. We did. Right there at the tower, which had been the Bank of America Tower. I think it's been sold. Uh, if I have it right, and that Trump has something to do with it. He owns part of it or something like that. It's a kind of a Trump Tower. Have you heard that? I have not. But we, we, we took over the plaza in front of it. We had rap. We had poetry. We had a great time, didn't we? We did. It was a really uh, cool gathering. I really appreciated it. There was the group that's uh, called Bay Resistance. You can find them at bayresistance.org. Um, there was also unions, uh, local union 16. Um, and I think that they all seem to be the organizers of that rally right there at California and Kearney Streets. Well, there's a group called, that. they're part of a group, a coalition called San Francisco Rising. Oh. That, like the Chinese Progressive Association. Association. Many grassroots groups uh, connect with union. Well, we're connected with a coalition of the uh, uh, the more radical unions here, like SSIU and so on. The the uh, the, the SSIU uh, and uh, coming together, and I'm sure we're going to see them again and again. My more rather than an organization of the top, that's organized from the top, putting forth a certain uh, agenda. Leftist ideal, for instance, that for the rally is going to be at five o'clock. I didn't realize that today. Today, the one that's starting at UN Plaza and going to city uh, to city hall, a short walk, is answer. And oh, answer good. Is the one where they pass out all these signs and say answer. Yeah, the they're, answer coalition. As answer coalition, some signs say they're 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 political. Um, they're called the Party of Socialism and Liberation. Well, that's them. So they have their own. Uh, own mark, what they like to prove. They like to be the vanguard and, uh, and promote the revolution under answer, under the Party of Socialism and Liberation, which have joined other groups, each one of them thinking they're going to be the vanguard, like the International Socialist League, the ISL, and the Revolutionary Communist Party. Each one has got their own take on things. Yeah, and it was the Answer Coalition. I was watching Democracy Now! this morning. It was the Answer Coalition that had the only 
protest permit along the inauguration uh, parade route. That's what they're really good at, getting permits. And then you go to the Which permit. Which they said was very difficult. And they have, uh, <laughs> and they're, they're good. they can make those jumps. And then they have the hundreds or dozens of signs for you already, all handmade, not handmade signs. Like today you noticed, uh, you noticed, Val, uh, mm-hmm. that there was there all sorts of magnificent signs, handmade. Absolutely. Everybody got That's really creative. And, creative. Uh, and there were, there's a series of posters, and I took a lot of pictures, um, and I'm not exactly sure who's drawing them, but it's put out. They're David put Selnick. out by the poster syndicate of San oh, yeah, Francisco. Yeah, poster syndicate. That's another. Yeah, Trump. Yeah, so they're calling him the, the, the really cool, like cartoon, like political cartoon-looking posters. One's called the Whiner in Chief and his enabler. Uh, so it's got Trump in a high chair uh, with a with a bib that says "America's little man," and uh, it says "Fight back against fascists." Um, there's another one in that series uh, where where uh, it says enough with the Twitter come out on the street January 20th 2017 where uh, we've got Trump holding a little sign that says takers wanted bile 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 come out of his mouth he's holding his phone with the Twitter and and it's and then he's he's in this sloshing waters yeah. well uh, that's the, that's the water rising I got this a joke just yesterday, I ran into this bearded uh, wild guy, homeless guy, with a joke on the street yesterday. And he said, here's a joke, he said. Uh, the, the, the global warming, a good share of San Francisco will be under 200 feet of water. And you know what the people will say? If they go down, Google, 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 Google. <laughs> so, they, so that's what was that one? What did the other one say? What did the sign say? <laughs> well, this uh, this one, he's like, in, he's in the water and yeah, it's exactly. kind of sloshing around him. And in the water, it's written real estate front, uh, drain the swamp, global warming. But what's also interesting is that they put him in um, a checkered uh, jacket, which to me is kind of a throwback to the Tammany Hall days and the big bosses um you know because obviously he's you know and has the interest of uh, the wealthy um at, at the heart of what he's all about um and yeah. there's been this great upsurge of creativity just starting yeah That's, so this is uh, trump and i want to do the my poster of trump will just say trump is a pile of poop <laughs> anybody want to do anybody want to do a poster like that it will be uh, definitely welcome well, come in. And so I, I support the uh, creativity of uh, coalitions from the bottom, not coalitions from the top that are going to be emerging here in San Francisco. So, Taylor, so are you, have you come to live here? Uh, yes, sir. Well, welcome. I'm not a sir. I'm Diamond Dave, a brother. <laughs> look at that. Taylor, look at those dreadlocks. So cool. I'd love to hear a poem of yours. Sure. Wow, she got plenty. Okay, give, give us more. Give us something. This is called A Walk Through Time. A moment, once captured, is immortalized for future generations. You need the past to understand the present and reach your future. While your past is important, it shouldn't define or confine you. However, don't disregard or discard it because it brings context to the current chapter of your life. Walk through time. Go back and see where you came from to understand where you are. Go back and see what others overcame so that you can stand on their shoulders. That's right. Go back to gain an appreciation of the present you now enjoy and the future you soon hope to see. All created on the backs of those unafraid to die so that others may live. 
the past so beautiful yet brutal we have come over a road whose foundation has been laid with tears and paved with the blood of the innocent Hmm. But in spite of difficulties, still as a people, we rise. Yet we seem to have hit a ceiling. The more we push forward, the more an invisible force seems to push back. That is because many who have made it out have forgotten about the rest. Society is trying to destroy us. Must we continue destroying each other too? Reach out and grab a hand to lift them up, not hold them down. Hmm. We are no longer slaves unless we choose to be. Choose life. Choose the freedom that many fought for but never got to see. Don't allow mass media and propaganda to become your master. Don't continue shucking and jiving to please the masses. You're not a minstrel, nor are you anyone's marionette. It's time to cut the strings. Walk through time. Seek to understand why many were willing to give their all for what we now take lightly. Walk through time and see what gifts were left to you by generations past. What is your generational inheritance? What will future generations inherit from you? Wow. That's like the open, that's an open door of a kind of poem that could go on. I have two lines, which you're welcome to. Along those lines, two lines along those lines, here they be. First, the past shakes hands with the future through the now, right now. And the second, dancing sideways down the ribbon of time, the path ahead lit. By the echo behind. Is that what we're saying? That's what we're saying. The path ahead lit by the echo behind. Those memories that we have, the echo that come to us. And anyway, from the hearing to the path ahead lit. So we're lit by these memories you're talking about. The generations before. What we bring to the page. How we can do more together than any of us can do on our own. And Taylor, I welcome. I welcome to the Common Thread Collective. That's what we're all about here each and every Friday. And we have this time to fill up, so uh, so welcome back. And the past, the hand, the the past shakes hands with the future to the now. And I represent the past in a sense that I go back. I was born in 1937, and I got here in 1957 because I heard something was happening soon to be called Beatniks. You know the Beatniks, and we opened the door to the hippies, the civil rights movement. I was there in Washington D.C. In 1963, standing there in this huge crowd of black people and a few little wishes of white people. Uh, uh, in fact, uh, Bernie Sanders was there. I saw a picture of him, this young kid, the kid standing around from the University of Chicago. With a, Bernie Sanders was there. And that's when Martin Luther King, at the Lincoln Memorial, said, uh, uh, said, I have a dream. I was there. And so that's the gen- and that's the gen- we had the sit-downs, we had the sit-ins, we had the freedom rides, all of that was going on then, and that's part of the past, the shaking future through our now, am I right? You're absolutely right. And you used to grow up, you grew up in Harlem? Uh, no, I grew up on the Gulf Coast of Florida, actually. But you got, when you got to New York, when did you get to New York City? 2015, but my family is from there, so I would go there every summer. Okay, so you kind of, it was, it was like a return to your roots. Yes. And so you've had, or you've read about uh, the Harlem Renaissance, people like Langston Hughes, and uh, Raising the Sun, that's Langston Hughes' line, but it was also played by who, Lauren Dansbury? Yes. Raising the Sun. So much, it's called the Harlem Renaissance. And there was another explosion of a culture, was it, it not in the 20s? Yeah, in the 20s, 1920s. And now we're about to have another explosion of culture. Mm-hmm. It's happening right now, is that right, Val? 
Absolutely. I I see it. I feel it. I'm part of it. Um, we're here part of it at Mutiny Radio. And uh, yeah, you know what I think? I think I think punk rock is going to make a resurgence right well, now. Well, <laughs> because of them. I went, I'm, well, you know me, I'm one third, one third beatnik, one third hippie, and one third punk as fuck. That's right. So I'm bringing that with me. Punk as fuck. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so see, this resurgence is coming. Uh, there's, there's bound to be the music as we're going to relate to what's happening because it's a cultural explosion. So glad I'm here. Uh, you're here, uh, Taylor. It's a pleasure to be here. I hope so. What did you uh, did you come with to go to school or with something in mind? I came to further grow my publishing company as well as expand my reach as a poet and freelance writer. Wow, publishing company. What's that? Let's give it a little publicity. What's your publishing company called? So it's called Conviction to Change, and our mission is to give a voice to those who don't otherwise have one because everyone has a story that needs to be told and we want Fuck to be yeah. the platform to help to tell it. Well, let's get a, let's be a, let's share a platform. You have your written word, but this is sharing the platform because every word we say here is going around the planet on the internet and people all over where we happen to be or can, he, can either listen uh, listen to it live or as a, as a publishing platform, the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the, it goes up and can be heard anytime. The what? I'm having a senior moment. What, our podcast? Our podcast. Yeah, Mutiny, mutinyradio.fm. So we broadcast live around the planet, and uh, it also becomes a podcast on, on mutinyradio.fm. You just go up to the podcast and you find us. Scroll down to Fridays for uh, Common Thread Collective, 3 to 6, Women's Magazine, 2 to 3. Um, also, Roman Reimer called in earlier from the Weekly Review. He's 12 to 2 on Fridays. So we've got quite quite a bit going on here at the station. And yeah, quite we, a bit. You know, yeah. we do it for the for the love of community, and, um, and uh, c- glad you're coming to be a part of it. So Conviction to Change is the publishing Conviction company. Change. Do you have a website or um, access to, for people to find you? Yes. So the website is www.conviction2change.com. All right. Conviction to change. Yes, not one but two. So you're you're, uh, publishing on the website and and, uh, and, uh, other poets and writers and uh, thinkers. Do you have a uh, a list now of uh, something you've published already? I have a few projects uh, personally that I've published and I'm working with other writers currently. That's what it's about. Writers, philosophers, people who have something to say. That's what we're about. So I believe, uh, I believe the great spirit, the spirit in a sense, brought you here to join us. To uh, join us, it's called doing more to get together, together. Conviction for change, <laughs> conviction to change, doing more. Another two gather than any of us can do on our own. Is that what you're about? That's exactly it. It takes more than one person to impact change because one person needs to speak to another person and from there we're paying it forward and it becomes a ripple effect greater and beyond anything that we could ever do alone. Hell yeah. And it's, and uh, so I'm open to everything. I'm open. I'm 79 years old. I'm open. So I got a certain skills that I've developed and throughout my day... I'm connecting There's that we're not alone. There's a lot of people out there who see things uh, see things in a different way than the establishment would like to think. People, most people, not all people are robots. Well, I have a poem. Should I do my poem? Uh, is that okay? Of course. Well, this is my latest poem. I want you to hear it. 
I, most of my things are spontaneous, kind of blah, blah, blah. That's why I'm on the radio. But here's the poem. I want to get your impression of it. It's about there being no accidents, conviction to change, finding one another. Just by chance? Not uh, too likely. Just because the reason is now unclear doesn't mean we won't know one day. If we hang on, hang in, follow the stream right down to the sea, look up to see the stars, hey Taylor, and really see the sky. Undeterred. That means not stopped. And here's the line. Conventional thinking, not stopped by conventional thinking, short-sighters, deaf and blind of the spirit. Know what I'm talking about. Naysayers. Killjoys, wall builders, door slammers, vision slayers, doomsayers, scribes and fair scribes and Pharisees of science, theological engineers, lords of this system of things, hey Trump, lords of this of the, the, the this system of things, but new morning. Spring sap flows, figurative touch, eyes glow. In the night of living dead the poets remain alive. Walking down that tightrope wire, looking out for one another, just strolling down that moonlit path, that good red road. Dream weavers, spirit menders, healing the pain and soothing the silent screams, warriors of the rainbow just singing a freedom song. It's about this. It's about it being darkest just before the dawn. But when and where you least expected, help will come along, like green shoots thrusting through the damp, Dark earth, life will spring anew, love will spring anew, just breaking through the ice. Ah, oh, Dave. Fuck yeah. yeah. Yeah, Dave. Dave, does that poem have a title? Do you have a... What? Do you, does that poem have a title at all? Uh, just by chance. Just by chance. I love that poem. I love it when you do the full, the full, the whole, the whole shebang. Well, the shebang. That's what you want to do is make a shebang. <laughs> conviction, was it to conviction, to change? Yes. The whole shebang. Conviction. Well, I'm saying, uh, hey, sister, I believe the spirit brought you here. And we're here. And this is a platform, another platform on which we can jump into this uncertain but interesting future with Trump as president. I saw the speech. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I somebody wrote it for him. But he says... Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he said, but the prime thing was America first. Americans first. Yeah. White Americans first is what he's talking about. Uh, that's right, she says. White American first. The, the earth, equality, and love first. That's right, sister. That's Jennifer Barone out there. Because we're from. She's got her sign. We naturally feel we're planetary. We're around the world. Yeah. We're way beyond borders. Borders are artificial and we need to erase them. That's why we're a sanctuary city. And I just, got, I just helped get City College has now become a sanctuary college in a sanctuary city. And that's for the, un the documented and undocumented. Who gives a fuck? Those borders are totally artificial. They're given by political... By, by, uh, for political reasons, for the last couple of years, before, before there was just tribes, people going around seeing one another. By political reasons, by mostly white people, once again. Am I right? That's mm. mm. uh, so. But we're well, standing even, up. Even just, ju even just that nationalist perspective, like Americans and America are the only ones that matter. You know, I mean, come on. <laughs> I was thinking. I was saying earlier. You know, Donald Trump. Sure, he's 
traveled a lot. He's, he's, you know, but it's not like he's ever had to scrounge for his next meal or like eat a falafel because he couldn't afford to go out to dinner or stay in a hostel because he couldn't afford a a luxury hotel. Sleep under a bridge. Or sleep under a bridge for that matter. Exactly. So, you know, we're working with somebody here who has a very, very narrow view of the world. Uh, at coming from that from that really high and unique precipice of privilege. He went to a private school that the parents paid for. His, his parents in, in Brooklyn had millions. He went to Harvard, I think. And it's hard to believe he ever read a book. I hate to read it, but I don't think he has. I know. Has he, has he, ever, has he ever quoted from any of the great, uh, the great writers like Nietzsche or, or Shakespeare or Plato or the Bible, he quoted from the Bible, it's because somebody gave him the verse. Yeah. I mean, this guy, he's just, a, whatever is he, he's a pile of poop. Yeah, he's a deceptive, uh, deceptive. Hey, sister. Hey, look at this. this sleaze. Hey, for the people. <laughs> With the people. He's a sleaze. About the people. We know that. And this is what we want to do here on the Common Thread Collective Mutiny Radio, is to be a voice, a free voice, an open mic. And the secret of being a good MC is that nobody goes away mad. Nobody goes away glad. Nobody goes away sad. Everybody goes away glad, able to do what they came to do. Is that right? That's right, Dave. Have, did you, have you done That's what you've ethos. come to do? Getting there. You're getting there. That's what it's about. <laughs> nice. Well, welcome. You're welcome to another poem. I like what you do. Uh, so those poems are like, uh, I mean, I just the poem I read is like your spontaneous kind of musings of what it's about and what our role in history was and what our connections with the generations that come before and the generations that are going to come after. Am I right? Uh, yes. It's a sense of history, history, and what I call hipstery. Well, uh, well, Dave, shall we um, shall we regroup with some music? I'd love to do that. I'm and um, I'm glad you made it down to the station today. Um, I want to play... A, a <laughs> um, so, Elisa Hava, who called in to Women's Magazine today, she's a musician. Oh, yeah. Um, right. She just... Uh, but she's been... Go- she was in New York last night. New York City, and now she's in Washington D.C. So she was live on Facebook just a little while ago, um, but she's gonna she's playing some music. So I want to play uh, what she was contributing to the Meditation Museum out there in Washington D.C. Meditation Museum. Let's see. In Washington D.C. Well, yeah. Let's see if it. Uh, let's see. I'm not getting any volume from her from her feed. I don't know if it's actually working here. Okay, let's see what we do. Mm. Do a meditation, deep Uh, breaths, take some deep breaths. I don't know what happened. Lisa, where are you? Uh, I don't know why I'm not getting any volume here. Never mind. Never mind. We can play something else. I've got some other music cued up. Beautiful. I do. And and I think... um, uh, you'll you'll find it appropriate, Dave, and and I know Richard Sanderell who's out there waiting. He's gonna he's gonna like this one too, um, and it's definitely about coming together, uh, getting together to stand up, but to also have a good time and make sure that we're connecting through. That's right.
right, Martha and the Vandellas. So uh, Richard Sandrell has joined us. Richard, tell us the story about that song. Well, I could even do into better, the, I guess. I could read. I, into the microphone, uh, please. I, I'm, uh, Thank you. Actually, Thank you very much. Uh, well, actually, I could um, hold a piece up and try to read it. Uh, That's Martha and the Vandellas. Yes. I remember when it came out, about 1963 or so. Yes, I do, too. Man. And uh, and uh, the underground uh, thing was, uh, this was a time in which there was a big wave of, of riots going across the country. And uh, the Vandellas, that was supposed to be a long version. What she was saying was Vandals. And it was Martha and the Vandals, people were saying. Yeah. And when they were saying dance in the street, that was like a certain version. The, the riots that were going on, and let's, uh, the, the riots are going, let's turn the riots into dancing in the street. That's what I, how I interpreted New York City, the Motor City, across the country, it's, uh, it's time for dancing in the street. It's time for taking and occupying, and that's just what we were doing with today. Today was an eval. Today with uh, uh, San Francisco Rising. Yeah. Dancing in the street. And with the Bay, Bay Resistance.org, too. Dancing in the street. It's time for dancing. Well, every, every song that was in there, uh, every every city was mentioned was where the uh, riots had took place. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. So, uh, um, During civil rights days, right? The whole, the whole days, right? having people uh, being invited to come down, everyone across the nation. It was a different invitation. Uh, that's what made it so radical. Uh, and a, a lot of people didn't catch on to that. Well, we got on. Oh, well, well, yeah, I know. Beautiful song. Oh, there it is, the Motown song. Uh, sometimes I forget what I call them. Uh, there is a Motown song, a song of dance, a song that gives hope, a bringing together, and screams of revolution. A song the Grateful Dead covers all night at the Avalon Ballroom, and everyone just keeps getting higher and higher. That song is by the great Martha and the Vandellas, backed up by the funk band Dancing in the Street in 1964. It is a great dance song sung by the spiritual, with spiritual joy by Martha Reeves. She sings that what we need is music, sweet music. It doesn't matter what you wear, just as long as you were there. It gives hope to those who have none and screams of coming together, which makes it revolutionary. A taking over of the streets to dance. The Vandellas' voices soar in joy. Remember, this is at the heights of the civil rights movement and a stepping up of the war. USA took Vietnam and beyond. I learned more recently that all the cities that were named in this piece were, were where the blacks rioted against the empire's neglect and abuse. Indeed, revolutionary. This piece and others that followed give me, gave me the belief that there are other people like me who would want more from life and a little more joy as well. It was my thinking that this was a good starting point, a way forward. Once started, move forward, assess, move forward. Don't get turned around. This is some of the music that brings blacks and whites together. That is why it was so very dangerous. This is an invitation across the nations for folks to meet. In the 50s, some whites were listening to Bo Diddley. Bo said that when blacks and whites came to his shows, whites sat on one side and blacks on the other. When he played, he had to play down the middle because if he played a little too much to the other, the other would get mad. Dancing in the street broke that by their public invitation. Break the past. Join us in this struggle. Come, let us go dancing in the streets. Go dancing in the streets. 
This piece is dedicated to all those involved in making Dancing in the Streets. <laughs> nice. I'm glad you could incorporate that today. I was yeah, just kind of thinking about the song, but and I, I knew you had your affinity for it. I knew that you'd written a piece about it, but that was a quite some time ago. You're so you're so um, you're so at the ready with your technology, Richard. Can you believe it? <laughs> kiss, kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I could show uh, show us, tell us. We could do that. You want to hear more? Yeah, we do. Okay. Um, uh, well, this is an older. I just read read. I, th- I don't know. If, let me see if I read this here. If I did not read it, I did read it here. I have some other stuff, so let's uh, get to that. <clears throat> well, um, I'm going to read the one uh, Trump piece uh, today. There's two which I'll read tomorrow, and this is be one of them. Uh, no, that's the funny one. You're going to have to wait for this one. <laughs> no, no, no. Seriously, I want people to listen tomorrow night. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. At the anti-inaugural yeah, Poets yeah, yeah, Ball yeah, yeah. from 8 to 10 this here at Mutiny Radio? The other one's my favorite, so. Okay. But in the theme of I the understand. day, let's do another rump one. I try to call him rump. That's pretty As good. Rump. I like Chump. Chump's good too. Rumple Thin Skin is the other one. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great uh, nickname that came up. Will you be throwing pearls before this swine? Some of our greatest musicians and poets won't be heard from, or dancers, painters, work seen. For one, just too damn early in the morning. For them, fame and fortune will just have to start at noon afternoon. Here's to your fame and fortune. For some, fame, fortune is everything. Others do it because of elation, euphoria. If fame, fortunes arrive, they are benefits, not the goal. Others do it for if they didn't, they would die or slowly vanish. Then there are those who need to write, speak their truths, experiences, grievances, loves, joys, conclusions that never are. Yet others all do it for, the other, of, for all the above or variations of themes. Though it must be said, there are those who work with almost never be published and perceived when perceived to be too commercial, political, profane. We will need all of you. We've seen variations of the themes before us. Are as an art in life, life is an art. You really should have seen this one coming. The day of the King Rump, the demagogue is here. In our empire, we get two for the price of one, Nehru and Caligula. Remember, he buys big paintings of himself. We may begin seeing marbled statues of him, not as he is, but as a god. We need nothing to resist. If we do nothing to resist, we may be kissing our own rights and rumps goodbye. Hail the rump. They will be throwing pearls before this swine. Dude, and there he is. Yeah, aren't we? And there we are. Aren't we the the lucky ones? Unchanged melody. What to change? Unchanged melody. Well, oh, there we go. Conviction to change. Conviction, Conviction to, change. to change. And that's exactly what you were talking about. It's yeah. amazing how we uh, connect with one another and uh, do more together than any of us can do on our own. Um, I think I read this one before, but, but I just want people to keep in mind uh, with, that uh, uh, Standing Rock isn't over. No. And I, uh, I want them also to understand there's a, a lot of Native... Uh, uh, lands were facing pipelines going through them for either propane or 
uh, oil or uh, fracked natural gas. And if you want to know where they're getting a lot of the uranium and stuff for our weaponry, it's from Indian lands. So we should be protecting Indian lands so the Indian people can decide what they want. But that's another story. Um, And the sad thing is uh, Obama did not pardon Leonard Peltier. I know it too. It's a... it is, and he's. Uh, I guess he's going to die in jail. Well, forty years, unless something else happens. Okay. Well, anyway, okay. something else happens. Just, this is what we're having. Take it away, we, brother. Just more broken treaties. USA, you break more treaties daily. As private security beat paper pepper spray, arrest reporters for reporting and protesters. Coer- Excuse me, I am really messing this up. My 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 rhythm was my rhythm was off. The rhythm wasn't right. Got to get that rhythm. Okay, well take a moment. That's, take a moment. So okay. take a deep breath. Take. Okay. <sighs> Got it. USA, you break more treaties daily as private securities beat pepper spray and arrest reporters for those reporting and protesters exercising their rights, these private cops, along with public officials, are in the league of the most dishonorable all across the right ring of light and dark. Protesters in solidarity protecting what is sacred. If you don't believe in sacred, clean, alive, may explain a lot as to why we are where we are. USA, your own government stole all that is yours, and they gave it to their bosses. Now you have to pay for what was yours. It worked well in Chile, but you weren't watching. Worked even better against the aboriginals of Turtle Island, but you didn't care. USA, you may be in trouble. The seventh generation is here. That's right. Hey, 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 did you see that was, oh, ho is right. Did you see that the uh, North Dakota National Guard has brought missile uh, missile launchers on the hill looking down? Missile launchers. Yeah. That's absurd. And they're using that, uh, they're using that tear gas. They're using that cold water at a time when it's, but I want to send a message to, a message to our sister. Uh, our sister is there holding it down. Feather, hey, Feather, if you're listening, we love you. And we love you, and we're kind of using these uh, tools to connect to one another and help make things happen. Yeah, you know, it's. Um, I still want to. I still want to talk about the seventh generation because you give it to us. it's. Um, uh, the seventh generation are the people who are taking the uh, the leadership positions now. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, well, it's all of us, but uh, we are the seventh generation. But um, but but. Uh, uh, what Crazy Horse was saying was uh, white people would show up at the doorstep of Indian people, which happened in the late 60s. Long hair showed up at the Hopi and the uh, Lakota people. I don't know about other Indian people. But they did show up, and for the reasons that Crazy Horse said, because they knew the country that they were coming from was wrong and that the Native people had more answers. And, and then, uh, then we had the Alcatraz happen, That's and, and then we had the Wounded Knee happen. And then that was all capped off with the longest walk in, in 78. Yeah. And, and, the, and the seventh generation was schooled in all this. And, and uh, so the, they are the ones now, and we surround them. All the generations that are alive today surround that seventh generation. And we need to join in the, in the struggles that they are talking about. They're talking about that black snake, which is the, uh, which is the uh, pipeline, which was prophesized that a black snake would come through there. And... Um, <clears throat> 
So these things aren't really uh, being done in a vacuum. Uh, there are people who have learned from that and are now ex exercising their rights. And more indigenous people around the world are doing that. You don't hear about it in our press, but indigenous people all around the world are standing up. And uh, so this needs to be understood. And I would personally be, uh, uh, you know, sides, that's kind of funny, but I do support everything that they're doing. It has given me uh, hope again, because uh, sometimes we do lose hope when you look at the world. Um, and, uh, and, and Richard. Hope is and a funny two years word. Ago, hope is a funny word. Hey, Richard, two years ago, yeah. the Rainbow Gathering, I was there as one of them, was in the Sacred Black Hills of South, of, uh, South Dakota. And out of it came the, uh, the Rainbow Lakota Alliance. We were there for Leonard Peltier. Remember last Thanksgiving in front of the White House? Uh, Sister Feather was there and a group of others who were doing what has happened. And out of that came, that out of that alliance, we now have Standing Rock. Yeah. So, um, Mona Lisa is here. Mona Lisa's on the phone. Oh, good. PCIF. Hey, Mona Lisa. Simon Dave. Hi. I can hear. There we go. How you be? Um, well, I had a great day, day 20 today. Yet another wonderful day of activism that wasn't reported in the media, if at all. Not a lot. Well, we're not, in the it. not in the mainstream media. I was down there. In <laughs> fact, we were just talking about it. We were talking about San Francisco Rising and what an amazing time it was uh, going to the Trump Tower, why well, the tower they don't call it Trump Tower, and all that happened with those beautiful banners. There's uh, the, the, all these various contingents coming together during the day, rain or shine. Here we are. That's right. Wells Fargo, they had Wells Fargo shut down. You know, it's a really interesting thing. I'm recalling the last... Um, J20 general strike and when the media was covering um, a, some sort of sports game and I, I just think it's interesting that they don't find it to be international news that major banks have been shut down in a major city on a business day well there we were and this is all a preparation in a way for tomorrow I'm talking about the Women's March. I believe that's going to be amazing and astounding and historical and historical and <coughs> historical. What, uh, what, what do you have to say, Mona Lisa? Oh, well, I, women are converging on every major city capital in Sacramento, Washington, D.C. And here in San Francisco, they're converging also. I heard here Joan Baez will be performing at Civic Center Plaza. Yeah, so she that is. Should be, <clears throat> that should be a really amazing um, experience here this year, the 50th anniversary of Summer of Love, and have Joan Baez here with us. Beautiful. That's pretty special. So beautiful. Yeah, well, you know, it's another. there's another um, thing that's happening, and that's it's the anniversary of Roe v. Wade. And every Oh, that's year, right. They're coming down, too. Yeah. Yeah, we have some struggles here in the city. For example, it's it's quite difficult to get a permit um, to have a rally in San Francisco, although they happen anyway. The events happen a anyway. And um, it seems to be difficult for the city to actually accommodate organizers who want to put in, do the security, the bathrooms, make sure everything is, is set up 
so that the people are accommodated when they come to march on days where they're coming to march um this year we have um a, just a, 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 the annual inundation of thousands of bust in out of town roman catholic people and these are often um families high schools i guess they're given a free vacation to san francisco for the day and they're bust in and they do this big march this anti-abortion march the their right to life march and you see these teenagers out there with their families and everyone's marching and we we recognize them to be catholic school students who've been deprived of sex education and every year the radical feminists the nationalization for women san francisco chapter bay area coalition for reproductive freedom there are many many activists that come out to educate the masses that day because we realize they're not they're not the enemy they're the uneducated masses that don't realize that they have their own human rights and one of their human rights is reproductive freedom and so we come out every year and we educate them we hand out information we tell them that plan b exists that they can get at walgreens and a lot of these kids are real real interested in hearing this information because sometimes it's the first time they ever heard about it um so the the coincidence that the the women's march is happening on the same day as this annual Catholic-funded um, inundation is really interesting. Um, and the activists are planning on being out there. They'll be there by noon. Everyone's going to be coming together by noon, walking down Market Street. Um, Union Square is where I hear a lot of people are coalescing by noon. And there will be some degree of confusion because there will be the 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 both the things happening at this simultaneously this march as well as the women's march um and so we're wondering what's going to happen we're really excited people are coming out everyone's got their pissy hats on kind of pink hats and not everyone but we've got a few thousand people with pink hats with ears um, and um, I, I think that if, if you can come out tomorrow at noon to Union Square and be there for, for women's equality, this would be the time to do it, tomorrow noon. The Women's March uh, itself, it's, do I have it right, uh, Mona Lisa? Mona Lisa will be 3 o'clock at, uh, at Civic Center, 3 o'clock in front of the, in um, front of the City the, Hall. That's that when right? the, the, I think the ending rally will be, but there will be people um, marching and gathering um, through the city, and I know that there will be people um, along Market Street around noon, Union Square, there will be people gathering there at Union Square around noon. And the Women's March is 3 o'clock at, uh, starting at the City Hall, is that right? Um, the, that's when the, the, the ending program where the, the land, the March landing is going to be. My understanding is that it lands there. Oh. So that's when there will be some speakers and stuff. So people will be coming out um, throughout the day. Yeah, I was under the, the impression part. that it started at Civic Center and, and goes to um, Justin Herman. I think the rally starts there at Civic Center at 3. 3 o'clock. And then the march starts at five and oh, goes down. Down. Do the, oh. It's the opposite way. Hmm. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Jennifer Verone's like, we're going to be marching against the pro-lifers. Directionally, that is. At noon at Union Square, at three o'clock at at Civic Center Plaza, and then I guess um, Chelsea Manning Plaza 
at, at the end for the end part of it. So the yeah, but there's the 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 counter protest will begin at noon at Union Square. Gotcha. Okay, so the and also that's when I mean really it's I think it's ridiculous that the women's march would be that the the city would force the women's march to actually delay it till three o'clock on uh, you know a weekend. It's going to be dark. It's going to it towards the end. It just it doesn't make sense that 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 the women's march would have to have such a problem having a rally permit that late in the day because people will be converging on the city much earlier. Yeah, I believe so. Thanks for clearing that up for you. So, uh, Mona Lisa, at noon tomorrow, you're going to be at Union Square. Is that right? That's right. Counter-protesting. Okay, well, let's go. At 3 o'clock, we'll be at Civic Center Plaza. They'll be on on their way to City Hall and all this. Well, Mona Lisa, so good to hear from you. That's right. And the National Organization for Women, Summer Lowen will be there, and she has a, um, a booth set up, and you can come learn more about the intersectional feminist issues of today and what you can do to help. Wonderful. And Union Square are doing And Mona Lisa, I was so glad to be a part of and back you up when you read your woman, woman not a manifesto, but a woman of festo. Uh, it was so beautiful, yeah. and you, you nailed it so well. And Val, you had something to do with writing that too, didn't you? Uh, I did come in, and um, I mean, it was Mona Lisa's brainchild. I kind of helped uh, with some editing and su- some some edits and suggestions. So we, uh, we collaborated. So we want we you. Poured over pages. It was it was it was an academic effort. Because it was. We it was wanted beautiful. to make sure that every human right represented in the United Nations Declaration of Human Rights, which is many, many pages long, as well as some additional rights, the feminist rights, the um, anti-corporate personal well, 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 rights. Well, Mona Lisa. Those were represented. Well, so Mona Lisa, I'd love to have you come in next page. week and read your Woman of Man, woman of, woman of Festo. Could you do that? Right now? Next week. Now we got next a bunch week. of stuff yeah. happening, but that would be next week. Yeah. So we'll yeah. see you tomorrow. I'd love to. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> at Union Square, and certainly at 3 o'clock for the Women's March. So keep up the good work. We love you, sister. Yeah, Mona Lisa. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Val. Love you, too. We love, love you. you. And we got a short one from, from uh, yeah. Richard. And then who do I see out there? Do I see James? Yeah. James, James else is out there and maybe it. maybe I'll end the show I have a copy of the Women Manifesto oh, maybe I'll end yeah. the show with that okay, well, uh, Mona Lisa now. read it on have, uh, uh, Women's have, Magazine uh, last week have, next week we'll, uh, hopefully we'll have Mona Lisa to read it but that would be beautiful All right. so All right. I guess we're running it where our time <laughs> oh. is of essence now okay. so read that Richard okay this is uh, same as it always is until it isn't nothing has changed since the founding of USA Still fighting Indians, the Civil War, brown, black, red, yellow people for superiority overall, women and gays still second class, money still controls and mercy is left to die in the cold, cold empire. Beware of those who claim things are getting better. They settle for far too little. Mr. Ginsburg, howl from your grave. May those who pass come back and howl with you, as with the living in chorus, along with all those black, brown, red, yellow people, truth-tellers, women, gay poets we never hear. Let those voices in the music shake the empire to its moral. Time wants no friends, and it waits for no empire.
Doing Buddhist chants, playing his harmonia. Gary Snyder opened it up with a, uh, with a, for the first time I heard a conch shell, really. Uh, Gary Snyder blew the conch shell, and that was 50 years ago last week. And, uh, so, and it was all connected, and I was there. I did an opening prayer. In fact, Val was the MC, one of the MCs. It was an amazing night, wasn't it? It really was. It was a beautiful night. Um, and, and the whole, the whole thing was was broadcast on peacechannel.com, right. uh, live streamed. But then um, the whole video is up on YouTube. So if you if you go to YouTube and you type in 50th anniversary of the human bee in, there's a whole like four and a half hours of the entire program. Oh, music and poetry it was super and words cool and reminiscences. Yeah, and coming together of that generation, kind of my generation. I'm a little bit older. I turned 30 on that street that some called love, others called hate street at the end of that summer, summer of 1967. So we're about to enter the 50th, an- 50th anniversary of the summer of love and we're going to be involved. We're going to be doing a voice right here. So take it away, brother. What are you pointing at? All right. And we're going to slide right into James. Yeah, we are. James Ellis has joined Ellis. us and I think our blood flower is up there at the piano. Perfect. So uh, take it away, gentlemen. Thank you. Global Valley, Diamond Day, this is Mr. Bloodflower on the piano, mission composer, Bloodflower. This is Jay Christian Murti. If you deliberately take an attitude, a posture, in order to meditate, then it becomes a plaything, a toy of the mind. Hmm. Look, if you determine to extricate yourself, from the confusion, the misery of life, then it becomes an experience of imagination. And this is not meditation. The conscious mind, or the unconscious mind, must have no part in it. It must not even be aware of the extent and beauty of meditation. If they are, you might as well go and buy a romantic novel. In the total attention of meditation, there is no knowing, no recognition, nor the remembrance of something that has happened. Time and thought have entirely come to an end, for they, they are the center which limits its own vision. At the moment of light, fault withers away. And the conscious effort to experience and the remembrance of it is the word that has been. And the word is never the actual. At that moment, which is not of time, the ultimate is the immediate. But the ultimate has no symbol, is of no person, of no God. That morning, especially so early, the valley was extraordinarily quiet. The owl stopped hooting, 
There's no reply from his mate over in the distant hills. The dog was barking. The village was not yet awake. In the east there was a glow, a promise. And the southern cross had not yet faded. There's not even a whisper among the leaves. And the, the earth itself seemed to have stopped in its rotation. You could feel the silence. Touch it. Smell it. And it had that quality of penetration. It wasn't the silence outside in those hills, among the trees that were still. You were of it. You and it were not two separate things. The division between noise and silence had no meaning. And those hills, dark, without a movement, were of it as you were. The silence was very active. It was not the negation of noise. And strangely that morning, it had come to the window like some perfume. And with it came a sense, a feeling of the absolute. As you looked out of the window, the distance between all things disappeared. And your eyes opened with the dawn and saw everything. A new. Newness. What a great sentiment. Newness is what we need. Hit the deck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Mona Lisa and I did collaborate on the the Woman Manifesto, um, so I'd like to read it. And uh, I, don't, I don't necessarily need music in the background, but if there were music in the background, that'd be pretty nice. Would you like that? Now? I would love that, Bloodflower. Would you mind? <laughs> it's going to take about just about three minutes if your fingers are not too uh, worn out. Yes, please. <laughs> This is the Woman Manifesto, a Declaration of Human Rights by Mona Lisa Wallace and me, Valerie Ibera. I affirm that I am a full human being born entitled to all which is morally guaranteed to all people equally. That's right. I am entitled to the basic human needs, including wholesome shelter, access to healthy local food and water, clean air, health care, child care, elder care, education, nonviolence, security, the opportunity to work for fair compensation, and community. I am entitled to the political freedoms of speech, association, movement, democratic and representative vote in elections and governance, the press, assembly, protest, asylum, national identity, access to public education, access to public information, including internet access and neutrality, to privacy, digital and otherwise, property ownership, 
access to justice and full economic and political participation in society, regardless of my physical attributes, skin color, body shape, sex, or marital status, or parenting status, my or my intimate partner's gender identity, age, physical ability, national association, spiritual association, or lack thereof. I am entitled to mental autonomy, including freedom of thought, freedom of expression, religious freedom to practice any spiritual tradition or none at all, and to live without governmental establishment of a religion or oppression by any religion. I am entitled to reproductive freedom, access to birth control, abortion, sex education, menstrual accommodation, nursing accommodation, child care, and equal treatment based on whether I do or do not have a child. I and future generations are entitled to natural resource preservation, biodiversity protection, truthful labeling, local food infrastructure, and effective protection from environmental and health harms generated by the machinations of commerce and human activity, including natural resource reduction, climate change, pollution of air and water, excessive extinctions of flora and fauna, carcinogens and toxins found in consumer and food products. <clears throat> I oppose all violence, war, mass incarceration, yes. criminalization of poverty, wrongful arrest, torture, the death penalty, militarized policing, and corporal punishment. I declare my freedom from being commodified, enslaved, forced into military service for the benefit of war profiteers, imprisoned for the benefit of incarceration profiteers, married, married without free consent, sexually or medically exploited or unfairly compensated for my work. I have the right to work, to organize with a workers' union or a collective, to equal pay for equal work, childcare, rest periods, and to advocate for favorable conditions without harassment or rebuke. I oppose corporate personhood, recogni right. recognizing the moral imperative to live without disruption, and that all people are in individual lives, each of which is worthy of protections by governance, not to be transgressed, purchased, unduly influenced, or even balanced against any such perceived rights or privileges attributed to non-human entities or constructs, such as corporations, governments, and religions. And finally, I affirm my membership in the human family and the representative systems of governance to which we subscribe to serve our collective interests and to protect these freedoms, rights, and entitlements due to all people born onto this shared planet. That's right. How does it work? Yeah. Yeah. Does it work? Yeah. Keep on playing, brother. Yeah. I want to give my version, my, my, my take on it. Yeah, Dave. And how does it work? Well, get what you need. Give what you can. Where you can. When you can. However you can. In other words, lend a hand. What happens then? What happens right here?
strangers become friends. Friends become family. Family becomes community. And community is on the move. That's the movement. That's our movement. That's why I say power of the people. Because, hey, we're brought together for a reason. And that reason is that we love one another. Brought together for a reason, and that reason is that we heal one another. Brought together for a reason, that reason is we complete one another. Brought together for a reason, and that reason is we complement one another. Like what? Yin and yang, left and right, up and down, old and young, man and woman, rock and roll. Here we are, Val. Here we are, people. So good to have everybody here on this rainy day. How's how's, how's you feeling, folks? That's right. Let's hear from you. Oh, we're here on this rainy night in San Francisco. So we're just walking in the mission of the rain. That'd be a good thing to uh, take us out with. Jerry Garcia Band, just walking in the mission of the rain like I've done so many times before. Turn my head when somebody called my name. Just walking in the mission in the rain. So I love it. Val, so good to be here. So good to be connecting. So good to make things happen. It's time to make things happen. We're part of what's what's, uh, making things happen and helping make things happen. Here we are. Love you, sister. You too, Dave.
All right, folks. Uh, you've been listening to the Common Thread Collective here on MutinyRadio.fm. Uh, a really uh, interesting day here around the country, but in San Francisco, certainly um, people gathering um, in solidarity, in protest, in trying to set a new agenda for the country um, in, uh, in opposition to the agenda that's been um, kind of cooked up by the Trump uh, parties and um, all of the kind of nasty influences that um, that he, he represents, including uh, another cabinet pick that he's chosen to be the uh, Secretary of the Treasury, uh, Steve Mnuchin, um, and, uh, and who's been referred to as the foreclosure king. Um, and... Uh, he was with One West, uh, a bank owned by Mnuchin, um, foreclosed on thousands of, of people's homes. Um, I just got handed this this flyer about it. So if you want to call your senator at 888-907-9365, tell him to oppose Steve Mnuchin's nomination as Treasury Secretary. Um, so there's certainly a lot of action that we can take, um, whether it's just uh, reaching out to folks in your local community or with even within just within your family or circle of friends um, to really just try to make each other's uh, days better lives better working together trying to come up with alternative systems uh, to these industrial um, you know food systems and uh, and uh, this you know community policing that that seems to not really um, uh, respect the lives of many communities. Um, so there's a lot of uh, action happening. There's a lot of uh, thoughts floating around about how we go forward, what can we do f uh, for each other and for our society. But I am certainly glad that people are awake and active and uh, working towards a better world and not just going back to sleep. Um, so thanks again for listening to the Common Thread Collective. We are here every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. at Mutiny Radio. We're at the corner of 21st and Florida Streets in the Mission District. Um, and please, again, if you'd like to come out tomorrow night to Mutiny Radio, I'll be hosting the Anti-Inaugural Poets Ball. So we're going to have poetry and music, open mic, um, you know, if you've got a screed, you could throw in there, too. Sure, why not? Um, just come uh, come uh, with a couple poems ready to go, and we'll see how much we can get through. But uh, really looking forward to it. It is a free event, but if you want to make any donations, they're gladly welcome here at Mutiny Radio or Community Station, supporting free speech and promoting the arts. So um, if you uh, do feel like you can reach down into your into your pocket and give anywhere from, you know, a dollar to a hundred dollars or whatever you want to give, that would be really cool. And we also are trying to um, support Poems Under the Dome, which happens in April, where the poets get to go in and kind of take over City Hall uh, for a night of uh, open mic poetry. So either way, uh, hope you can join us. Uh, we'll be broadcasting, of course, streaming on mutinyradio.fm if you can't make it down. And you'll be able to find the podcast later on as uh, one of this Friends of Mutiny special podcast. And if you wanted to, uh, you too could have an event here at Mutiny Radio. Uh, come on down, check us out. We can uh, give you a DJ and somebody to work at the door or 
Um, there's a lot of lot of lot of cool things we can do with this space here, and we're very lucky to have it. Um, and also, of course, in March, the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming up. There's going to be a, a bunch of amazing uh, performances throughout the first week of March. Uh, so check that out on our website as well. And uh, you know, just love one another and do what you can. And I'm wondering if I have a poem I could maybe read to end up the round off the show. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, uh, here we go. This one's uh, <laughs> not very upbeat, but uh, you know, it kind of gives us an idea of kind of where we're coming from or where we are. This is called American Born. Can't get married because it makes too much sense to be poor. Won't have kids because the earth can't take anymore. Must push past these lines that have been drawn for me. Accept with gratitude my undeclared destiny. Sometimes it feels like hiding, but it takes time to do this work of rewiring. I'm trying to suck it up, but don't tell me to grow balls, because I've got my own source of gumption, and its function may be beyond birthing, but rather on feeding the teat of creativity, searching and surging for a way to make the world more friendly. All right, folks, lots of love. We'll see you next week, or you can come through tomorrow. Stay tuned for the happy hour with Pam Tastic, and uh, we love you. Be safe out there, everybody. Peace. about uh, cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby! There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good, because I'm so excited. 
by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. This is Tusha Matters with Mute in the Radio. Big up to the number one station that rule the nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are you on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, 
MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRack. <laughs> <laughs> SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. The second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017 to San Francisco, featuring 25 shows in five days and 50 comedians from across the entire U.S., From Washington and Portland to Los Angeles, New York to Indiana, Tennessee to Pennsylvania, these comics will join San Francisco's best underground comedians for five days of comedy at Mutiny Radio. All shows will be live streaming and available after via podcast at www.mutinyradio.fm. But see them live in our intimate 30-seat performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Mission, March 1st through 5th. Tickets available on our website, www.mutinyradio.fm now brought to you by our generous festival sponsors alta california botanicals destiny's mom what a tomato produce company the law offices of john p strauss the third asiento frufruhot.com jankytown.org brooke heineken pervert fervor and trina roderick Asiento. This locally owned Mission neighborhood bar and restaurant is excited to be a sponsor for the festival. We hope you'll join us any night of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival for happy hour pricing all night long. Just mention that you are an audience member for happy hour pricing March 1st through the 5th at Asiento. Our address is 2730 21st Street at Bryant Street, just a half a block away from Mutiny Radio. Asiento has a warm, friendly neighborhood vibe that's perfect for an after-work drink or for a night out. Featuring a comfortable bar and extensive tapas menu, this is the perfect place for groups that want to get together for drinks and food. Join us at Asiento. Whoa there. What a tomato! Where did you find such a nice tomato? What a tomato? I know, I just said that. Where'd you get that fine heirloom? What a tomato. Look, man, this isn't a come on. Just tell me where you got that beautiful tomato. What a tomato. No, no, seriously, I actually want to eat a tomato. I love tomatoes. Where did you get that tomato? What a tomato. Dude, it's a fine, beautiful tomato. I want to eat one, too. I want one right now. I like to eat them like an apple with salt. Tell me, where'd you get the tomato? What a tomato. Are you high? Just tell me where I can find a tomato like that. What a tomato. Is this a metaphor? Alex. 
Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. This is Tusser Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere fun. $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. 
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. The second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017 to San Francisco, featuring 25 shows in five days and 50 comedians from across the entire U.S., from Washington and Portland to Los Angeles, New York to Indiana, Tennessee to Pennsylvania, these comics will join San Francisco's best underground comedians for five days of comedy at Mutiny Radio. All shows will be live streaming and available after via podcast at www.mutinyradio.fm. But see them live in our intimate 30-seat performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Mission, March 1st through 5th. Tickets available on our website, www.mutinyradio.fm now. Brought to you by our generous festival sponsors, Alta California Botanicals, Destiny's Mom, What a Tomato Produce Company, the law offices of John P. Strauss III, Asiento, FruFruHot.com, Jankytown.org, Brooke Heineken, Pervert Fervor, and Trina Roderick. Asiento. This locally owned Mission Neighborhood Bar and Restaurant is excited to be a sponsor for the festival. We hope you'll join us any night of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival for happy hour pricing all night long. Just mention that you are an audience member for happy hour pricing March 1st through the 5th at Asiento. 